plight to sign board. What plaything can you offer me today? An obscure body of the SK system. The inhabitants refer to it as the planet Earth. How peaceful it looks. It must be annihilated. Send Rick and Daddy on War Rocket Ajax. In 2013, Ming the Merciless, ruler of the known universe, declares the Earth to immediate termination. To accomplish this awesome decree, Rick and Danny are dispatched to the planet on War Rocket Ajax. The two encountered something they never thought they'd find, though. Movies. Stalled in their given task, Rick and Denny comb the movies of the Earth, sending reports of their greatness back to Mongo in what is now called the Hail Ming Power Hour. Well, hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Hell Ming Power Hour Special Edition. I guess we can say that. Also special guest. And also special guest. <laughs> so, not only am I Rick and I'm here, we're going to talk about some awesome stuff, but we also got Danny Bennett as well. What's up, my brother? Here I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm here and I'm ready to talk. You're ready That's to talk. Do. All right. Well, I'm ready to listen. So, <laughs> and also the also, also special guest names on the marquee. <laughs> we got the one and only beef bearded one himself, Gary. Here, what's up, man? Hey, I'm glad to be here and uh, happy Halloween, all that stuff, and spooky seasons and all that stuff, you know, all that stuff, <laughs> things and stuff, spooky, yeah. So we decided to get together and talk about this one, and uh, we are going to talk about Werewolf by Night, which is on the Disney Channel, of all things. It is a Marvel production, and actually, Danny told me about this last week when we got together to start talking about this, and wow, this is going to be a fun one, guys. Uh, I don't want to give too much away, but I'm, I'm excited to talk about this one. <laughs> What do y'all think? I was I was surprised. Like I I, I kind of I didn't avoid it, but I, I knew it was there for a while. And then one day I just sat down and said, "I'll give this a shot." Some people had said good things about it, and uh, you know that helped. Yeah. But um, I was I was kind of blown away. I mean, it's it's a lot of fun. Either one of you like read the comic back in the day or anything like that? No, uh, I knew the horror stuff existed. I never um, I never read any of it though because I wasn't. A, I was around in the seventies to check this stuff out. So, and and that's the thing is, I think the only negatives that I've heard is coming from people that actually, I guess, love the comic and followed the storyline and all that. And of course, you know how this is. This is an hour long show, not not the podcast, but the actual movie that we're talking about is only an hour long. This could go an hour. Who knows? It is in the it is in the name of the show. 
<laughs> it's more an idea. It's an idea. It's a concept. Uh, but, you know, that's the only thing I've heard negative is coming from people that grew up with the stuff. And you're trying to cram a lot of information into one nugget of a show. And uh, you like that nugget? Yeah. It, well, I just want to say thanks for adjusting so we can see Howard the Duck back there. Oh, yes. oh you're, you're welcome. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think she's that's he's the focus though, right? <laughs> I don't know. That could be the next special presentation. Uh, I would be down for that for sure. You know. <laughs> yep. Gary's a big fan, no doubt about it. So but yeah, man, let's 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 bust this one open, man. Let's get into werewolf by night. Uh it's everything we like at Helming. It really is. It it sets up like tons of movies that we always talk about that we admire. And it just falls in that that uh, category of it's a helming. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say it. It's a helming classic. I'm jumping the gun. Whatever that means, yeah. <laughs> well, it doesn't mean anything. It's a helming <laughs> classic. <laughs> so the thing is, being shot in black and white, you even get the cigarette burns, like the changing of the reels. Yeah all these nice touches to really refer back to you know lon cheney lon cheney jr wolfman uh you guys get the same feel from that as well yeah oh, yeah. Uh, yeah go ahead yeah i'm sorry yeah like the use of shadows and black and white and it, it, it's like of course you know exponentially you know, more vibrant than it would be a 1940s, 30s black and white movie. But oh, sure. that's because it's new, new new tech and new new cameras. And, you know, yeah, it's it, 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 it got that feel for sure. Yeah. So and it benefits from having production value. You know, again, you, you get a crisper image, even though they tried to give it some, like you said, the, the cigarette burns and the and the throwbacks to the to the old cinema. But they also had. You know, crystal clear images that they had great fight choreography, you know, stuff that you don't really even consider anymore because there's so much money pumped into these these uh, these cinematic offerings that uh, they just didn't have back when they were making those universal monster movies. So how about just the whole general opening of this thing? Right. He's walking into the room. You get this backstory of these hunters fighting evil and they're gathering around the world's greatest monster killers into this one area where there happens to be the guy that owns the bloodstone. So if you're in the Marvel universe, you kind of know where we're heading with that, but man, I mean, what a setup! all these characters. Who's your favorite character besides our main character? You think? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, I've, you know, the uh, Harriet Sansom Harris, I, I looked her name up. I knew her from Frasier, where she played BB, but the the widow, uh, yeah. she steals the show. <laughs> She's so over the top. And I mean, I guess I guess you're probably asking which hunter. I mean, there was, there was you know, Steven Tyler in white there. I, mean, <laughs> I didn't expect to see him there, but, you know. He was, <laughs> I, I, well, I love that. You, you know me, so you know I love the, the whole the the tournament setup where it's like we're gonna have a contest and we have all these specialists and they, and they don't explain who they are <laughs> and they just show up in this this uh what, what a, in the lodge 
what a great place too <laughs> it's awesome huh. it's funny you said you brought up the character because when we were watching me and me and becky becky's like oh david Bowie's in trouble <laughs> <laughs> what say you gary who do you who do you kind of uh, like in this bunch well, well you know the bearded guy ain't bad but you, you kind of knew he was the <laughs> least agile of the bunch that he was gonna he was gonna do dropped early um but i love the whole field of the lodge aspect too it's kind of like Hey, you're going to your, your dad's like, you know, Elks Club. You right. might see a head on the wall. And all these heads are like monster heads that they've slain over the years. And it's, they just look really cool. And, you yeah. know, it's, it's this freaking round room, which you know is going to get used later in grand fashion, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just a great setup. And you get the introduction to all these legendary uh, monster killers that are in line to inherit the bloodstone and that's what makes this interesting because they're all kind of standoffish to each other they're all trying to be all tough looking and you know throwing shade at each other and this reminded me of like, amplify have you seen um the beast must die from from the 70s oh yeah it, it felt like that where if you guys don't know that movie basically they get invited to a house all these people and one of them is the werewolf. You're supposed to find out in the end of the movie which one of them is the werewolf. You right. find it a little, a little faster on this one, but if yeah. it had that, that feel to me, that same kind of plot setup. Yeah, not a great movie, but <laughs> but it's interesting. It could be a good movie. I'll give you that. the The concept is good. So, but yeah, I mean that, that's one that you know that's not a bad idea. Somebody should could rerun with that. Uh oh, we're moving rooms. Where are you heading, Danny? Danny's traveling. Oh, <laughs> uh, you folks, uh, I know you like to listen to the podcast, but you need to check out the video because you get to see something that uh, is happening in, in real time here. <laughs> I tell you, that camera's crisp, baby. He, he didn't like go out of focus at all. I know. You know? It's, um, it, I, I had to, because of uh, the aforementioned nap, situation um my <laughs> wife was taking a nap so i had to go into a general area it was starting to get kind of active so right. i was trying to stay muted while i wasn't talking and and then um you know there was a a silent signal of can i use the microwave and i was like let me just go into the room now that lois, lois is done with her uh, nap. So here i am um you know, one one thing and and i've seen werewolf by night three times now wow one three times. that i have to make yeah, I watched it that first time, and then I watched it a second time. Right after I talked to you, I got Lois to watch it with me. Yeah. And then I watched it this morning to kind of, like, refresh. I don't know what any of those hunters' names are, except you know, the, the bearded guy it introduces himself. Yeah. And I immediately forgot the name. So, I mean, like, they're a cool. I, it was hard for me to come up with my favorite because I couldn't even, like, name them. I can't even – I mentioned that that one character by – um by her you know, actress's name because i don't remember her name it, it's <laughs> kind of it's kind of an in out thing you know the the story comes together so quick and that's kind of the charm of it you know it doesn't overstay its welcome it doesn't try too hard to, to you know give you a backstory on everybody you know i don't think some of those people were introduced by name <laughs> no time for the old in and out darling just here to read amita <laughs> well yeah you had um elsa bloodstone which you know the whole right. idea of her being there is this is her birthright so because her, her father's dead now so this is mine but you know the word bloodstone maybe the guys are gonna watch some species movie i was kind of disappointed in that sense <laughs> but um I, I digress um 
But yeah, that's the whole through this movie that she's she's here just to to win the prize to to, to best her whatever opponents. But one guy has had more more uh, track kills than anybody else by far. So. <laughs> He's ready. He's ready to, to fuck some shit up. But that was straight turn phrase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's of course again the the bragging rights, everything going on. And then how about you were talking about the widow? <laughs> what do you got? What is that? Oh, it's pumpkin head. Pumpkin head. <laughs> Trumps everything. If he was in this movie. It'd be over. I mean, yeah. Well, hey, what if what if they went to the do the hunt for the bloodstone, and the bloodstone yeah. was attached to Pumpkinhead? Right. Yeah, that'd been a bad situation. And then Lance Henriksen shows up as his character from Quick and the Dead. And <laughs> <laughs> full regalia. Ace Hanlon. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, the widow. Her whole performance when she's like hunching over on the casket. <laughs> Did you oh notice on the back the back of the casket says this end up? <laughs> I, I noticed that this last time too that that it said that. I and what about that whole thing? What about the, wow. the turning the key to to turn him into Zoltar? There? <laughs> what, what, when I die, I'm gonna get me a shaman. I'm just gonna wake up randomly, just say, "Hey, didn't see that coming, did you?" You know. <laughs> wow. So yeah, he gives the whole story of what's gonna happen from the dead. They basically made a robotic version with his corpse <laughs> for him to tell the story of what they have to do in order to win the Bloodstone. And that sets the wheels in motion. From there, it, it you kick in the gear, right? They basically draw straws to see who goes into this area first. Yeah, The Bloodstone has been attached to a creature that they have to go and slay, and whoever kills it, and whoever's the last to survive, b- becomes the, the new Bloodstone. Yeah, and, and the hunters are already hunted. You know, I, I like I like the hunters though. You know, they all give without it having too much. They all give kind of like a. You know, there's the one guy who's like, well, "What about her? You know, why does she get to hunt? You know, we've all earned our our place here, right?" And you know, again, the bragging rights. You've got the bearded guys like I've got. Was it fifty two, fifty three kills, seven kills, fifty seven? That's that's what I was gonna say. I think you were, you're were only introduced to them by their kill count, right? Right. I mean, it's like, you know, she walks through and touches them as 57 kills and, you know, 32 kills. And you know, I think 27 kills is that uh, the guy who said, you know, we earned our right. That, that guy. Yeah. But really, I guess that's how they're, you know, that's how they're introduced because that's the most important fact about them. And again, this is that thing that we love in these movies. It goes right back to Mean Guns, right? Yeah, yeah. See, they get, you got David Bowie, dude. You got Bearded, dude. You got the uh, <laughs> Kung Fu dude. <laughs> right. You got Blade over there. <laughs> yeah, he definitely had some Blade vibes. <laughs> to, to, to tell you the truth, you know, the fact that they're there, they most of them know each other's reputations and what they can do. And this is not told saying, hey, remember that time I killed that vampire in Morocco or some <laughs> stuff like that? It would really slow down the pacing of an already greatly paced, you know, 53 minutes of what you got here. Right. 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 But yeah, they draw straws. They've got the the beast confined in a certain area and all the hunters are going there one by one. And uh, our uh, the guy that we're most associated with goes in first. 
and he's sneaking around. And then every time you hear, how, how about that tuba with the flames on it? I, I was about to say, are we not going to address the tuba? Like, like, as he walks in, it's like, oh, well, and you also get accompanied by a tubist with, with fire coming out of the tuba. Like, what is that? Is that a reference I should get? Because that was amazing, but really random. I love Weird. it because the, the sound is more like an alarm of the next one is coming, but you literally yeah. have a guy blowing a tuba that makes the sound. That is such an old school 40s type mentality of having somebody there to signify. I, I love incredible. it. It's like, it's like, hey, the guy with the with the flute isn't good enough. He might have that flaming tuba, you know? <laughs> I mean, somebody, if it somebody, had been somebody so, with a flute, it'd been a different movie, man. It'd one flaming tuba coming up. <laughs> somebody, somebody call that guitar player from, from the from the desert. So you can, like, yes. Mad uh, <laughs> <Bad> Max. <laughs> so, yeah, man. And then as this goes on, they, they when the, the fighters or the, the monster killers confront each other, they're supposed to battle. But the problem is, is our hero that we're walking with runs into the daughter of Bloodstone. And he said, it's best if we just go our separate ways and pretend this never happened. So you already know something's going on because when they had the meeting before of how many kills they had, he claimed to have over 100. And they're like, really? And he's like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, and, and. Watching it for the second time, you know, of course, the first time, you know, there's something up with him from yeah. the second you see him. But like, you're like, of course, he, he's he doesn't belong here. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, he's he's over here. He's out of place. But his goal with all of this is to find the creature and get the creature out of there before any harm comes to it because he's friends with it. Who happens to be man thing. Yeah. So. Of course, I had to explain man thing to Becky. I was like, well, you know, swamp thing, meet man thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which of my favorite things about him is, you know, and that's right. We see man thing in a production, which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, man thing, a.k.a. Ted, because he tells <laughs> me, go look for Ted. Go look for uh, Ted. <laughs> um, but the fact that there's a guy in a suit for the most part. Well, I love about that. If you know about how behind the scenes stuff, yeah, with some, with some CG thrown in for effect, obviously, but mostly you got a suit, and I, I can appreciate that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, always better. The combination of the effects to me is just always a, a better sale for everything than just pure CGI. But well, you uh, know, if they had CGI, they'd be trying too hard to make you know make him move, you know, make make the the plants like creep around him. All this right. stuff they can do. Yep. To kind of hide the fact that there's that uncanny valley, even with a monster, you know, yeah. and since they didn't do that, and you got a you got a cool looking monster walking. Around. It works great. I mean, I think they in my mind, they captured exactly man thing. And wow. I mean, I was really impressed with that. But yeah, he ends up finding him and saying, look, I'm going to try my best to find a way to get you out of here and then I'll get out and we'll just split. Right. But, you know, things get a little more. Uh, confusing and you know, uh, well, I forgot what I was gonna say. What about Elsa killing that dude with his own arm? Man, just overall, the fight scenes in this thing are awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude sticks his arm out like he's shooting at her, <laughs> and he sticks his arm out from behind the the, the door, and she chops it off with yeah. uh, with the the uh, the bearded dude's axe. And then they get to fighting and she finds his arm in a, in a thing and shoots him in the head with it. You know, it's, it's 
good yeah, stuff. I mean, you get you get the battle royal Hunger Games idea of there's going to be random right. we- weapons laying out there. You find them and you use them. And this dude found this cool arm <laughs> arrow launcher. I mean, it's ba- basically a little crossbow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, wow, who wouldn't want that, right? <laughs> well, you know, he he got it. He sure did, but not for long. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, was, man. Go, go ahead. I, I, so, what about the the uh, the crypt with like the uh, the yeah. marquee signs, like you're at the Bijou? <laughs> you know, they have everybody's name and their birth and their death, and it's it's backlit. So, you know, she's in the, the crypt. She ends up locked in the crypt with Jack. We won't get into why because I don't. I think I missed the first time. I was like, what, when did they get locked in there? Right. Uh, you know, because you have to. They have to talk or whatever. But like, you know, they've got these these cool you know sepulchers. They've got these these. Uh, um, you know, slabs and on, on each one of them is like the name of the the hunter that's buried there. And it's got their, their birth and death. And it's all like, you know, it's like the, the marquee at the, at the Burger King, you know, they got the letters <laughs> on it, you know, that you can kind of remove or put on there and it's got a light behind it. It's, it's, it's almost nouveau looking, you know, it's yeah. like something you'd see in dark city, not really something you'd see in this old manor lodge, which kind of throws it in like, what time period is it? It's right. obviously contemporary, but yeah. it seems like it should be medieval or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I mean, just the weapons in general, when you look at them, you're like, this is shouldn't be of our time. Right. Well, we find out later there's, there's magic involved in the bloodstone. And, you know, yeah, she right. can just like blast on the wall. Here lies yeah. possibly you, you know. <laughs> That's a good point. Oh. Well, and now the guards have like, taser you know like they got get cattle prod sticks so i mean like there's something quasi futuristic about it you know yeah. but we'll yeah. never know because they'll yeah. probably never make another one i hope they do <laughs> i think maybe this draws enough attention and again the fight scenes are great and it gets down to where uh the two are locked into uh, the thing there together and he explains the story of why he's there why he didn't want to fight her and she he's not really a threat to her at the time and this is where she has to go talk to ted and he's gonna find that he found this little explosive to go put on a wall and try to blow it up which is kind of a little comical kind of abbott and costello kind of thing where he yeah. throws it and it's supposed to stick and it does it and all that kind of stuff <laughs> which is pretty comical and he ends up breaking uh the wall down and getting man thing out of there right but the stone you know they use that grappling type deal that grabs onto it and it pulls it back off and lands on the ground and dude reaches down to touch it and it like blast him across the the floor there and that's when they all realize hmm if that stone did that to you then you're not a hunter then you're a monster you're a monster yeah so, so i mean yeah, I mean, so we can we could go through plot by plot point, but like I said, it's a it's a short movie. Yeah, fifty three minutes. It's got some high points. I mean, it's it's well done. The characters are interesting. It's got a lot of comedy in it. Right. The effects are great. I'm not wrapping it up. I'm just saying, like, we're missing plot points here and there because yeah. we're really yeah. just kind of talking about the things we like, but, and you know? we don't want to give too much away. But uh, obviously, it's in the title. Guess what? He's a werewolf, y'all. <laughs> only at night only at night though only at night so but I, I think you just made a good point so what is 
Gary, what's your selling point of this? What's your big takeaway of this show? Well, uh, unfortunately, I mean, fortunately, it's called Werewolf by Night. You do get a werewolf. Yeah. yeah. And he, he looks kind of like a like a hairy, agile, night, night crawler type, type werewolf. He, he's, he's slim. He doesn't get like all bulbous. He's kind of stays the same size. But um, man thing is the selling point for me for this. And it's fortunate and unfortunate because this is called Werewolf by Night. <laughs> But you love man thing to death. He's like this, this, this Groot, this Andre the Giant Brood Squad character that you gotta love. That's there to protect our man, who yeah. has the wolf forced out of him through through magic. Because he was he was just kicking ass all on his own, right? And um, I just love the relationship. That's that's my biggest takeaway is the relationship between those two. Sure, because we've seen it a bunch. of the time but you, you always love the, the the man and monster thing and i don't want to call chewy a monster but it goes way back to star wars you know sure, yeah. chewy he can understand man thing is saying i can't i don't think anybody else does but he knows what he's saying you know like han chewy you know that's it, right i mean that that's man a great point i mean we've never got to really see man thing in any kind of action besides the comic so to see him use his abilities Dude, when he picks up the the widow <laughs> and kind of, you know, puts Jack's a stop her, to things. Jacks her stuff up, brother. Pretty dang awesome. Pretty dang awesome. So, all right, Danny, what's your what's your takeaway with this? What do you think is your big selling point on this? I'm, you know, I'm going to stick with there. There's so many cool things in, in this and, and it's uh, such a tight package. But I'm, I'm going to stick with uh, with the with the the widow. Yeah. You know, her, her performance is over the top. She becomes kind of the main villain by the end. You know, right. there's no way to like her. She hates everybody that you end up liking. And she's, you know, appalled that you would save man thing. And, and, uh, and she's, she's ready to slay her, you know, I guess stepdaughter and, and, uh, and, and the wolf man that you end up liking. She, but she does such a great job of just being over the top. And, and I've been a fan of, of her since, uh, like I said, in Frasier, she played his, uh, his agent. And yeah. she was over the top in that too. She would do anything to get him the next part, you know, including like she'd go out on a ledge and pretend she was going to jump so that he could talk her down so that he could negotiate a better price at the the radio station, you know, because she was crazy and she brings that energy to this as well. And I think that, you know, just she's the one that carries this whole thing through from beginning to end until she gets, you know, magmatized. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta have a, the, the, the epitome of, of the evil in the group. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, Tyler. <laughs> Stephen Tyler. <laughs> uh, for me, I mean, we didn't talk. I mean, we, we said the action scenes are awesome. The fight scenes are incredible. Uh, it's a lot grittier than most of the Marvel stuff, too. I mean, you got arms yeah. being chopped off and all kinds of stuff here. It's 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 a little on the gruesome side in some points. So for for Marvel, I was really surprised. And, and that's kind of funny because they they were light on the effects, yeah, but but heavier on the gore, I guess. Like, and it wasn't like gore; it wasn't extended, but it was a lot right. of amputations and, right. and. But like, but then when they had a chance to to show a werewolf transformation, they did it in the shadow. In shadow, I mean, which and, is which is so good. Yes, and that's that's my selling point for this. And this is it may upset people. I don't know. Because I do love the howling. I do love dog soldiers. I do love American Werewolf in London. But when I think of a werewolf or a wolfman, 
the Wolfman. This is what I want. He is exactly what I want because it's not some CGI, you know, rampage looking big 14 times his own size and a pair of jeans werewolf with a long snout kind of like the picture behind me right here i've got it doesn't look like that he don't look anything like that he looks like a dude who's turned into part wolf and i love the fact that he's small agile obviously powerful because he breaks through those bars he's jumping from (laughs) one side of the ceiling to the other this is what i want in a werewolf and what about that you know the jumping where he's just like yeah you know like yeah it's 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 i don't want to say hokey it's just campy yeah it's the right kind of camp right it's thunderdome out of thunderdome see because he right. was in thunderdome but then he was in the bird cage yeah yeah he was in the bird cage but they needed that for howard the duck yeah I, i've always been more pulled to the werewolves that still have a lot of human features and and again it's more of a where where uh, wolf man is what we normally you know call it to that point but you know i think about oliver reed curse of the werewolf to me that was always like the ideal scary looking wolf man to me i i know it's a dirty word but the the wolf man remake with benicio del toro kind of reminded me of that sure the, the way they kept the features minimal but yep. you know wolf-like yep what, yeah. One of my favorite things about the, that scene where he transforms is, you know, they, they show the shadow of what's happening. So he's eating gruesome there. But the fact that the widow is so stupid to stand so close to his cage where she knows <laughs> what he's going to become. Like, yeah. oh, she got grabbed. Oh, man. What a, he's, he's got me. You know? Right. <laughs> she, and he's so, he's, he's so much more than just a wolf man, a big, strong, powerful beast. I mean, he's very quick, very agile filled with rage almost like the hulk and i mean that's that's what makes it work for me uh you know it's it's the hulk and to gary's point about the cage you know yeah yeah she had she had hubris to to, you know stand within arm's reach of that cage those cage bars that was just foolishness (laughs) but i think you know her whole thing about sticking him in there the cage with elsa he thought oh you know she she thought i'm gonna I'm going to watch him tear her to pieces. And obviously he's going to get her first because they're caged up together. And, you know, he had, he had done the whole, like, I'm going to transform. I'm going to get a smell of you. And starts like, like yeah. sniffing her yeah. hair and sniffing that, her. That, that, that quick, that quick touch was nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, I got to remember you. She's like, does this work? He said, it's worked once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it, and I, I totally think that you know she was leaning in to to watch the uh, her uh, her her stepdaughter get in the shredder, but uh, you know again it was a it was a dumb move. Yeah, uh, he had a stepper because you couldn't pee on her in a Marvel film to mark his territory. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, gotta put into that. <clears throat> so yeah, man. I, to me, I, I just find this a necessary watch. If you like all the Marvel stuff. I think it's a definite given. If you're a horror fan, especially if old, the original, you know, the original trilogy, you know, Dracula, Frankenstein, Wolfman, this really gives you a nice throwback to that. But then it gives you so much more and introductions to more characters. I'm sold on it, man. I hope that they continue with this. What say you, Gary? Oh, hell yes. Especially, you know, the ending you get to where, you know, evil is vanquished, you know, well, well, the, the 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 wicked who's uh, opposing them because she wants to kill everybody apparently is vanquished and 
you get this this nice ending of our, our werewolf and in man thing just chilling like yeah it's like like waiting for their next adventure or something just right. just having a spot of tea yeah outside and he's cold because he, he's naked of course he lost his clothes but um right. It just, just, just listening just, to over the rainbow too on the record over play. the rainbow that was a nice touch i loved yeah. i loved when you go again if you've seen wizard of oz you know it's gonna go from black and white to color right, right. it does it here you know with, with new technology and it felt totally organic yeah i, I thought it was wonderful you know when she has the bloodstone you yeah. know now she sees the world in a whole different light and it goes to color yeah so you get that great ending of our our, our heroes our, our our buddies are hot and chewy just waiting to, to, to leave and go out on our next adventure you know yeah he, he brings him that little cup of coffee in his giant man thing hand. <laughs> so good so good <laughs> yeah, yeah man i agree i i really like the the whole uh you know uh the whole conan ending you know she yep. she sits back in the leather armchair and you know they go well i'm here to serve ma'am it's like but it's like cleaning all this crap up you know <laughs> like, and then she she leans back because now she's the Lord of the Manor with the bloodstone, which up until now has been the only thing in color, which was also a cool touch. You know, right. everything else is black and white. So the bloodstone that shines crimson in all of its scenes, it's a it's yep. a sweet little uh, little detail. You know, it's not like something you wouldn't notice, but it's it's a it's a cool set piece. So I'm going to say this is a bona fide Helming recommendation. Then yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean. I, I just I think it's fantastic. I think it needs to carry on, and I hope they do. I've been kind of disappointed in the run of the the latter Marvel shows here lately. Uh, I did like Moon Knight, but I don't know. The rest of them just kind of falling short for me. So this really made me kind of go. Hmm? So I, I think there's just a fatigue with, sure. with superheroes. You know, they it, it was a it was a selling point for movies for so long that yep. they could do so much with it now and. This was a this was a happy departure from that because it was kind of it had enough things different about it that it seemed fresh. Yeah, I do like them introducing these characters that are lesser known and bringing them into the light of everybody. So go ahead, Gary. I mean, She Hulk done it brilliantly. If you haven't watched She Hulk, I, I recommend anybody to watch it, even if you're not a She Hulk fan. I, I mean, it. It, it takes every aspect of this is what's wrong with the Marvel universe to the point of making Kevin Feige a, a, a robot who comes up with <laughs> scenarios. Spoiler, um, <laughs> it's it's wonderful because it it turns the superhero world on its head, kind of like the boys does, but the boys does it with, with a lot more violent blood and gusto. Yeah, right. And, and um, can watch the boys too; it's spectacular. <laughs> yeah, the boys is good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love the way it does that. I love the way this, this does its own thing, and I hope for not maybe not a full on series, maybe like a a, a quarterly thing. Mm-hmm. Like every every quarter, you'll get a, a a new werewolf by night thing. Be great. It was um, a it was a special presentation, so there's no expectation to have to continue it. But they can they can stick it in there somewhere. You can now stick that they it. Postpone Blade. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I mean, hey, do, do, and being we're talking about the boys and She Hulk and all that. I, I have to trump you with uh, Peacemaker. The Peacemaker's good. Peacemaker's real good. It's I've rewatched it a few times. That's been my favorite. <laughs> if if you have Spotify, James Gunn has curated the Peacemaker playlist. I listen to it constantly at work, you know? Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. I think that's going to kind of be it. Would you, would you have something else there? Oh, I was just going to agree, and, and I, I appreciate you also liking She-Hulk. I mean, I don't know... 
She-Hulk did what She-Hulk does in the comic. And I did actually collect She-Hulk for a pretty long stint. And that's what it did was it broke the fourth wall to yeah. make fun of everything that was going on in the Marvel universe around it. And, and that's what they did with the show. And I'm not going to say people just didn't get it. If people didn't like it, they didn't want to watch a sitcom about yeah. She-Hulk. And, and I get that. And, and they don't need to bag on it either, you know, because if it isn't for you, that doesn't mean it isn't for somebody else. And Daredevil is slut shamed, which is I, I love Daredevil. <laughs> he's, he's tattooed on my arm right there, you know. Um, but he gets slut shamed. He takes the walk of shame with it with his shoes off, but it's hilarious. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, I think that's gonna be it for this one. So do yourself a favor, go to Disney or wherever you're pirating your movies and check out Werewolf by Night. I'm not supposed to say that, am I? Oh, well. Anyways. Well, wherever, wherever your Disney films are found. That's right. Shelly, <laughs> you're $6.99 for Disney Plus or don't. Right. Or maybe get a free trial. Who knows? Maybe. Or if you have somebody else's password, you know, that always works out handy, too. That, you know, Danny's is XY4. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Man, Gary, as think? always, always great to have you on. It's the first. Is this First time we've had you on Helming or no? We've had you on before, haven't we? Before, probably, yeah. Long time ago, probably. As long as I have to edit, I just got to be there. To, uh, I'll, I'll be on whatever you guys want me to be on, you know? It, it's that thing where we talk to each other a lot pretty normally, so it's hard to know whose show has been on whose and all that. You kind of get confused right. after a while, but you're always welcome, my friend. You know that. Good to have you here. Still waiting for that remaster of Billy John to come out, and we need that in our <laughs> lives, y'all. That was awesome. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, go ahead and plug your stuff real quick, man. Uh, you can find most of what I do if you go to your podcatcher under the Butcher Shop banner. That's Cine Beef Podcast, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, uh, Last Call Torches, which is um, mine, Cameron Scott, and Lee Russell's Love Letter to Walter Hill's films. Yeah. Um, we do all oh, the RE1 next. I forget what it's called. Burning for Springwood. Yeah, Burning for Springwood's up there. Well, whatever comes out, comes out. Um, I've been I've been sick like the last few weeks. I haven't been oh. doing anything as far as editing goes. But oh. I'm, getting, I'm getting over the change of weather BS. Oh, so man. look for more content for, for a spooky season and beyond. Um, supposed to have Kate and Matt for, from, from Britain and the eternal sunshine of the not-so-spotless mind. I got it right, y'all. Yeah. yeah. To watch something so stupidly American that I, I told them, this is what you're going to watch, and I want to <laughs> hear you guys talk about it. But um, <laughs> it's, it's wonderful. Um, it's always fun to do this with you guys and do it in general. It's, it's, it's wonderful therapy. He likes doing it. I like I likes doing it, man. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought that you'd been sick. You, you look good. I just like, you know, sinus stuff. It, it, it's, it, it yeah. comes and goes. I told Rick, I, I'm always, I'm fine until we start recording. And then my nose starts itching like crazy. So I'm like, <laughs> and people think I'm on cocaine, I guess. Except I'm not getting enough done to be on cocaine. That's, that's right. Yeah. You're pretty lazy if you're on cocaine. That's for sure. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm lazy, you know, either way. But yeah, but on cocaine, I should be getting some stuff done. All right. For Gary, myself, and Mr. Danny B. Y'all have a good one, man. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you next time. Happy Halloween. Ha, 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 ha.